0: into the oh gracious, this. It's Wednesday the 5th of October. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Shadwicker here filling in for Tim Gilbert, who is flying back as fast as he can in his private jet back from the Bahamas. Uh, I'm joined, of course, by Shane Lee. How are you doing, Shane-o?
1: I'm doing well, mate. Looking forward to... It's not far away now. I'm doing a live lunch with Lee on the 28th of October. Oh,
0: nice. Yes,
1: in Sydney. And uh, with Lenny Pascoe and two of my six and out... Cricket mates, Gavin Robertson and Richard Chequi So there might be a little impromptu six and out song or I two. Was gonna say, yes, we're going to
0: get the band back together. Yeah, and we've
1: got Kieran Gribben coming along, the former or well, the last lead singer of In Excess. So it's going to be a, a fantastic afternoon. I think there's only a couple of tables left. So um, jump on the Lunch with Lee website, lunchwithlee.com. Um, yeah, I think there's a couple, couple of tables left, so uh, it's going to be a fantastic afternoon. Lots of laughs. Oh, how good, mate. You've got to warm up the pipes, mate. <laughs> yeah. Get ready. Well, I'm, I'm I'm the rhythm guitarist, mate. I'm, oh, I don't, right. I don't, You're I don't the profess one that have,
0: looks like there's nothing.
1: Just holds the band together, mate. <laughs> All
0: right. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, today on the show, we'll be talking cricket, AFL, NRL, and much more. Let's get into it.
1: In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg, and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away.
0: Well, we'll kick it off again with cricket, Shano. Uh, former test skipper's comeback has now been confirmed after 20 months in the wilderness.
1: This is the most bizarre cricket career, career I think anyone's ever <laughs> had. Mate, um, he came on the scene as um, with, with absolute promise and um, a very good weird keeper batsman. We all know he was injured playing just a, um, uh, it was a sponsor's game um, and broke his finger. Uh, which led to him being dropped from the test team and almost dropped from the Tasmanian team because he couldn't wigger keep. Every time he came back, he kept breaking that same finger. Um, he's almost going to retire. Then all of a sudden, he was he came back into the team and then he was made captain and then he got flicked after the texting scandal. And Now, after 20 months out of the game again at 37, he's coming back to play a Sheffield Shell game against Queensland in Queensland. So, a bizarre career.
0: Yeah, Payne's career has been absolutely bonkers Mm. when you think about it. Uh, But he does return and with success, like I think he's still playing pretty good cricket though, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He
1: definitely is. Um, My only concern was that there must be a young um, wiggle keeper batsman somewhere in Tasmania that probably deserves a chance at state level. Um, not going back to a thirty-seven-year-old, but look—if if if he's the best man for the job, then so be it. And I know he has a wealth of experience. He made a mistake. Um, I tell you, it's not the biggest mistake anyone's ever made, and he's no. paid a, he's paid a heavy price for it. So um, may, maybe he does deserve his chance to come back and. Um, hopefully prove a few doubters wrong.
0: Now, sledging is one of our favourite stories of mm. uh, cricket days gone past. I think the the stump uh, Mike, may have gotten rid of a bit of some of the best sledging <laughs> now, now that you guys are aware of it too much. But an umpire sledge sparked a uh, ugly clash of the T20. Well,
1: this was in a um, uh, Legends League cricket game and it involved Mitchell Johnson, the former Australian fast bowler, and Indian batsman Yusuf Panthan, Um Mitchell Johnson was bowling at bowled bowling a Bouncer, and the Indian batsman thought it should have been a wide. Well, then he, he proceeded to walk down the wicket. Um, the the umpire in charge was a female um, uh, with a surname Cotton, and the Indian batsman directed a lot of verbal sledges at her. And Mitchell Johnson didn't like this at all, and they basically sort of met in the middle and it ended up with Mitchell Johnson pushing him wow. and um, almost had to be pulled apart. Uh, and, look, whether that's true or not, we don't know whether, whether he was um, giving his verbal sledges to um, the female umpire, but according to an unnamed source who was out the ground, it is believed to be true, so uh, we'll have to wait and see whether that is true or not.
0: Wow. Man, that's mm. such, a, such a dicey situation yes. on the pitch. Yep. Uh, let's turn our attention away from the pitch into the uh, AFL boardrooms. Oh. Essendon, the team that couldn't seemingly lock in their coach in time, finally lock in the coach. Oh, great. We've got a coach now. Fast forward a few days later, now they don't have a CEO.
1: This is the one of the most bizarre run uh, sporting franchises yeah. in the in the world. I think they just go from issue to issue. Uh, it comes down to their CEO, Andrew Thorburn, um, who's also the chair um, of a church whose pastor, I suppose, espoused controversial views about abortion and homosexuality. Well, then he's, they've had to stand him down. Well, he's had to stand himself down because Essendon promotes both um, diversity and inclusivity. And mm. uh, according to this church that he is the chair of, they don't. No. So, um And he's decided to stay with his church and then walk away from the Essendon Football Club. Yes,
0: yeah, such a fascinating thread into what is mm. the weirdest. And you know what? The only thing that's made this not as wild, the Essendon offseason, is the fact of what's happened with the Ruse and yep. with the Hawthorne saga. But they are awfully run right now. Like this is the same guy that helped hire the coach. So you finally yep. get the coach and then the guy that hired him is gone. They're also in a dicey situation as well because he's already come out and said – He's tried to, thinly laced, and he's picked his words carefully, Mm. but almost accusing the club of making him stand down because of his faith, which if I was at Essendon, they would have alarm bells ringing in the legal department. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised if this blows up further when it comes to Essendon. But you've got to be so annoyed if you're a fan of that football club. It's just like... You know what I mean? They dragged their feet with the coach. Now you don't have a CEO. The off-season's already in full swing. Trades are happening left, right, and centre, and you don't have a boss at the top. It's ridiculous.
1: Well, I think he's shown that he's not really across a lot of things because he said as the chair of that church, he had no idea that the pastor had these views. Mm, well, okay, mate. Well, yeah. you, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't be the chair and in charge and mm. and then plead ignorance. And, um yeah, and exactly. I think he's probably shouldn't be the guy in charge of a football club if he has that sort of way about things.
0: Yeah, very fair. Uh, let's have a look at the NBA, an Aussie in the NBA that we haven't seen play basketball in what feels like forever. Ben Simmons finally back onto the court with a... For about 19 minutes, at least, a full-strength Brooklyn Nets side—Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant—finally uh, gets out there and didn't look too bad.
1: Speaking of Church, Hallelujah, he's yeah. back. <laughs> well, this guy um, looked 15 months off the court, uh, back to the Brooklyn Nets due to injuries and mental health issues. Um, yes, this guy obviously has talent. He, he six points. He only played for about 19 minutes. Six points, um, five assists, four rebounds. So a decent start. Um, missed a couple of free throws, they reckon. but uh, As he always does. As he always does. And uh, it will just be scene where this guy has the um, – this is no, no slight on his um, mental health issues, but whether he has the, the mental capacity to um, stick out a season, which we all know in the NBA is so long and tiresome.
0: Yeah, he's also in a weird situation. You've got Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant with one foot out mm. the door when it comes to the Nets. Um, yep. I, I think – you know, this is the thing. It's boom or bust with the Nets. They're either going to be, oh, my God, this has worked. How amazing. Yep. Or it's going to be an absolute cluster. Shit fight. <laughs> yeah. like, and, and that's just how it's going to be. I mean, you've got Ben Simmons there who, you know, you, you talk about pressure and all that, and Philadelphia fans across all sports are absolutely <laughs> awful. But if you think New York City's not going to get you, like the Brooklyn Nets fans aren't going to be very upset <laughs> if you don't start to turn it out. But yeah, the rebounds are what he's there for, defensive basketball and assists. Um, and if you keep an eye on the Brooklyn Nets social media, they're already flogging any any minute highlight they can about Ben mm. Simmons. They're putting out yeah. there so silky know. passes.
1: They reckon silky yeah. passes.
0: Yeah, he's pretty good at it, but he does need to learn to shoot a bit better. Yeah. Free throws, come on now! Um, but <laughs> hey, look, stick with us because coming up, we need to t- talk more about the NRL, uh, boxing, motorsport, and a whole lot more. The new Elite Bet app has arrived.
1: It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast
0: sports multis and play same game multis. The EliteBet Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only
1: betting app you need this spring is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. G'day, it's Richard Cheek, we're here. I look forward to having lunch with you on Friday the 28th in Sydney at Shano's Lunch With Lee event. Head to lunchwithlee.com for all details and see you there.
0: Well, the fallout from celebrations of the NRL Grand Final is still going on, which is just pathetic right now, isn't it? The talking heads, NRL 360, obviously the forefront of this, and we know it's your favorite uh, commentator, mate, Paul Kent. Still going off at uh, at the Panthers players for how they've behaved themselves after winning an NRL grand final back-to-back premierships. I saw a great article in Batuda that, you know, geez, they've got to stop calling themselves a satirical news website because some of their articles are getting too close to the truth. Uh, their headline read, Visibly hungover Paul Kent disgusted by youthful Polynesians enjoying the fruits of hard work and talent. And is that not one of the more accurate news headlines you'll see about this? whole saga at the moment. What is Paul Kent's problem with youth players enjoying themselves?
1: I have got no idea. This Paul Kent played one game. Mm. He played one game. He wouldn't know what it would, what it would, what it would mean to be in a winning team himself. These, as he as he termed them, Polynesian kids. Well, they're footballers, mate. Um, are fantastic ambassadors. They've done nothing wrong. They're enjoying it. They they they're not out on the on the drink. They're not carrying on. They um. They get a picture with a cigar, and he says they're bad winners. Come on, mate! That that they are. I think very respectful young kids. I think they are fantastic footballers, and I think this is what we do. We try. And, this guy is just a shock jock, and he's just trying to pull people down in search for headlines. Mm. And he's getting him now with us, right? But um, I just think it, they are so respectful to their community and the Penrith area and what they've done, and they're allowed to enjoy it. That they're, they're they're paid. These footballs are paid. And, and they're taught every day to go and belt each other, tackle, do the hard yards, um, don't be soft. And then they let off a little bit of steam by having, having a drink. Or, I don't think they even drink, right? Or having a cigar and, and, like, sending out a few funny tweets. And we give them a hard time. Pull your head in, Paul Kent.
0: Mate, you know what? Like, and, you know, you, can, you don't want to get into the whole thing of labelling people certain ways and what their views are yeah. and stuff. But at the same time... What was he saying when Jai Arrow was filmed coming back from the Caxton with the cane Mm. tone hat on after Queensland won? I mean, this is a guy that during Origin kept touting about how New South Wales don't believe in it as much as Mm. Queensland, labelled his own state's players as not believing in the jersey enough, and the examples he used were the Polynesian players in the side that also wanted to represent their country of Mm. heritage. Now your view on that can be whichever way you want it to be, but he sits there and he touts, and a lot of these old fellas that are doing it could could rugby league get any more old and white at the moment? Yeah. And they see these players playing, and these are the same guys that dream of yesteryear when you could punch a guy in the face and you could yeah. you could stay up at the cax and drinking and watch Alfie Langer with his shirt off dancing on the bar, which sometimes <laughs> he still does. But like you know what I mean? Like they sit here and dream of these things. We want this rivalry; it's the big pinnacle, the jewel in the crown of rugby league. But then it happens in club land with a. Bunch of young of, of players of a certain heritage and descent, yep. and you start to go off on it, like you know, it's it's really you're right. There's definitely got to be headline chasing in it, and God, I hope it is. Yeah, it's so, very, like,
1: div- very, very divisive, yeah. and uh, it, it's 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 all the things that we try and teach our kids not to be at school, mm. um, and, and not to pick on other people and bully. And he's doing exactly that in the media, and and I just I just think for a bunch of kids that have done so well for so long. And they they they're going to be there again next year. They they are a bunch of winners. They should be allowed to like have a, um have a bit of fun and have a few beers. I saw I saw Cleary interviewed after the whole night. He hadn't slept and he's still pretty lucid. And I thought like, that's a bloody good effort. And um, <laughs> I I just think we we take all the good things from sportsmen, and they're allowed to have a little bit of fun at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I think like you know it's I'll also say the Penrith side are arrogant. They're an arrogant group of players, but they back it up. That's the difference, They've (laughs) lost, like, seven or six games in the last two years total. Like, you know what I mean? If if anyone can be arrogant, it's them. You want them to shut up? Get another team to be better. You know? Like, that's it. That's just the way it's going to work. They're going to have to celebrate that way. Also... They wanted to bang on it. Like these shows want to bang on about all that at the moment, and I think it's it's funny that they want to focus on a Penrith side right now and mm. not on the fact that the NRL offseason has already kicked off with two players being charged with assault. Like you know, it's like yep. there's there are actual bad people or or people doing actual bad things in this sport right now, and you're not talking about that. You want to focus on these young winners and bring down the winners of the comp.
1: It's oh, terrible. It's it
0: ridiculous. Uh, look, let's move forward, shall we? Uh, into the boxing world, Aussie heavyweight champion. Talk about disrespectful. <laughs> We've got more <laughs> disrespect getting thrown around in the boxing circles. Justice Hooney has been labelled as disrespectful for our, by our head of you eight champion.
1: He has. So Chris Terefsky, um has been trying to get a fight with Justice Heaney. Uh, Tereski believes he's the, he he should be not the number one um, heavyweight fighter in Australia. Well, just as Haney is, he's only had one loss. Uh, he lost a a, a pellu, I think it was. Um, but yeah, just due to the due to the whole negotiation of the fight breaking down, he's called him disrespectful. <laughs> but you just got a few fights before you, mate. Kill your jets. <laughs> yeah. you, you, if you keep winning, mate, you might you might get a fire some stage. But Haney is the number one heavyweight boxer in Australia at the moment. And if you get if you get a chance, you better be on your game because he'll punch your head in if you call call him disrespectful. Yeah,
0: I think it's funny with boxing, is it? Because like you know, it's boxing's not about how good of a boxer you are; it's how good you can make the fight seem. You know what I mean? You got to get. That's one thing that's missing in Australian boxing. We're not, we don't have enough good smack talkers and people willing to play the villain. As bad as it sounds, we miss the mundane era. We miss these characters. Let's get Paul Kent Ken in the get ring. We should get Kentie in there, actually. he yeah. could probably fire him up a little bit. Yeah. We need that in the boxing arena. Otherwise, we're just going to keep watching XNR players. Punch each other like they're fighting over a plastic bag in a car park. So, you know.
1: Well, well, I happy to manage Paul Ken. We'll, yeah. we'll get. I'll line up fifteen fights in a row, all Polynesian kids.
0: Can I put you that's in? How, a tough how we go. I'll put you in a tough predicament. <laughs> Paul Kent v. Gallen. Who are you backing? Two of your favourite people going toe to toe. What would that? Be? Oh, do you know what. <laughs>
1: If the roof fell down and knocked them both out, I'd be happy, <laughs> uh,
0: Look, let's turn to motorsport, we've got to, because it is the big one. It's the one that every racer marks down in the calendar. The Bathurst 1000 is only, what, it's a couple of days away.
1: It is, mate, and it's the last dance for for Holden. Holden won its first ever race 53 years ago. Wow. Uh, 53 years ago, and, and as I said, it's the final dance. Um, 28 cars for Bathurst this year. Uh, 19 at Commodores and uh, 9 of Ford, and um, before they give way to, I suppose, the new era of the of the GM, Camaro, and G3 era. So mm. um, it's going to be a big, big day, and I think um, any of those who go out there, it'll be uh, memorabilia-wise, it'll be, a, it'll be a huge moment for collectors.
0: Oh, it'll be such a sad day, isn't it? Mullets out. Yeah. Mullets out yep. for the Holden guys.
1: <laughs> That's all cried bourbon tears. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, before we wrap up, uh, you got a war story for us, mate?
1: I do, mate. I just got thinking the other day, and I bumped into to an old uh, teammate, Greg Matthews, um, he was a very, very quirky man. We were playing a game, um, New South Wales versus Victoria, the MCG, and the late, great Dean Jones was the number three batsman then for Victoria and for Australia. And Mark Taylor, who was our captain of New South Wales, said, no one say a word to Dean Jones. Last time we tried to sledge him, he got 100. So Greg Matthews never listening to anyone's directions. When Dean Jones walked out to bat, Greg stood at the top of his mark and he had a nickname for everyone. Um, He loved David Bowie, Greg Matthews, so he used to call Dean Jones not the Gene Genie but the Joan Jonah. So instead of not saying a word to him, he stood to the top of his mark and started singing. If you enjoyed the show, why back. not check out one of our other podcasts? Like, Jimmy He to the people singing And musicians Dean Jones and runs down the wicket, tries to slog him for being disrespectful, and got caught and by the Taylor at short midway. Wherever you, find find where you listen to podcasts
0: <laughs> or head to After one oh, the great moments. And Greg Foley
1: dancing and running. It was
0: a huge moment. The Joan Jonah gone. Well, that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. And, of course, a big thank you to our sponsors.
1: Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay, Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And Elite Bet, if you're looking for a bet, get on their, their new app. is fantastic.
0: And, of course, a big thank you to our producer, Dan McEw. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport.